Hi, and welcome to the Better Athlete Podcast. I'm James McDowell. And I'm Fergal Wynn. Are you an athlete looking to take your sport and performance to the next level? Well, this podcast could be the key ingredient. Hosted by James and myself, we delve into the subjects that affect whether or not you reach your performance potential. Between ourselves, we'll be guiding you through strength, mobility, nutrition, mental training, and more with experts in the field. Athletes and coaches from every corner of the sporting spectrum will also be giving insight, knowledge, and understanding of what it takes. So like, share, and review. Let's get into today's episode. So hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Better Athlete podcast. James, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's the first one we've actually recorded in a few weeks. We built up uh, a fine we did. five or six weeks in a row there, so we uh, took a bit of a break from recording. How was your Easter? Did you chow down on some Easter eggs? Um, not so much the Easter eggs. It was um, lots of lint. Right. Roundy chocolates. Oh, I, way too many of them. <laughs> Outrageous. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so this week we, I'm delighted to be able to say we're joined by um, Leitrim Lady Senior Player and St Joseph's Player Claire Owens. Claire, how are you? I'm very good, Fergal. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How was your Easter? My Easter was similar to James, actually. Um, a lot of top quality chocolate. <laughs> Only the finest. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's a few lint bunnies left in my house. Oh. So. The, it, if if I open that cupboard, there's about four of them in there. <laughs> oh god! Just see this mountain of fucking bunnies falling out on top of James. I, I I must be I must be so evil, but I love just ripping the head off them. Great. <laughs> no messing about. Just just oh, get stuck just into get in. it. That's it. <clears throat> um. Yeah, so look at as I said, um, we're getting, we're just gonna, we're gonna dive in and we're gonna go through our quick fire round. So Claire, you'll you'll enjoy this. So it's just quick fire round, mm-hmm. as we said, we go through our, we go through these with everybody. So so no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> um, so Messi or Ronaldo? Now, I'm similar to I think the way James answered this a while back in terms of raw talent and magic. Messi, in terms of how impressive it is to see where hard work can get you, Ronaldo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and can I just mention? You probably know this story, but uh, did you ever hear the one about Ronaldo being asked what his purpose in life was? No, no. Enlightenment. He said he believed that God sent him to show people how to play football. So then another reporter asked Messi, "Oh, this is what Ronaldo said about his purpose in life," and Messi said. That's funny. I don't remember sending him. That <laughs> oh, was a good one. Oh, you yeah, It's an ongoing debate, um, but if I had to choose, probably Ronaldo, just for, for how relevant he still is, I suppose. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. I like that. I yeah. like that. Um, <clears throat> Adidas or Nike? I'll take what I'm given in terms of sportswear, but I tend towards Adidas boots, so I'll go Adidas. Okay. Yeah, a lot of I think a lot of GA players think, go that way. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember who it was that said. Um, what does it say? It said uh, if you had a pair, if you owned a pair of Predators when you were growing up, then you were probably just going to be Adidas for mm-hmm. life. Like, and I I owned a couple of pairs of Preds, and they were just awesome. They were fucking yeah. great. Like, you you know. just stick with what you know, kind of once you get it. That's it. Once you find a boot you like, you just you go just well, go with the new new version. I don't know what it is about Predators, but they must have changed since you know, the last maybe 
10 years because when I was growing up, I could never fit into them. My feet were like too fat or something. Right. Like they were too broad. <laughs> could never fit into them. But then like five years ago, yeah, they fit grand now. Maybe my right. feet have changed. I was going to say you went on an extensive foot diet or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Just to slim down. Maybe, maybe it's the skinnier socks nowadays. I'd say, you know what? Yeah, because I, I remember wearing football boots and having about three pairs. You know those socks that literally came up to like your hips that you had to fold them down about seven times? Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Jeez. And, and the jerseys, you could live. I remember wow. when I... I remember going to play senior football and Jesus, I, I like I, I haven't really grown at all since then either. But I mean, the, the jerseys were mad. Like when you think about it, like they were ridiculous. Oh, I remember going down to Wicklow to play a, a league match one year and big journey down to Wicklow, several stops along the way. And we get there, no Leitrim ladies jerseys with us. So we had to wear like the men's club jersey from that club. And I'll never forget it. Like it was like the, the end. I was around my wrist trying to catch them all. Like, it was crazy. So so ours were bad. I think men's were even heavier and thicker oh, material than ours were. God, James, did you ever? Did you ever have to wear those jerseys, or were you just straight into the 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 players? No, I wore I wore the the old white and red. Like they were mostly white oh, with yeah. red, and they were very yeah. very baggy. And like I'm oh, even smaller God. than you, probably Fergal. So they were hanging off me. Oh, they used to work. You cat, see some cat. mad stuff back in the day. Like, I, I remember, <laughs> and you know this man, I'll not mention his name in our club, but he turned up to a football match one time wearing builder's gloves. You know, the, like the green. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can't, no, no, we'll let, no, yeah, no, keep no. his anonymity. Yeah, we won't let, yeah, keep that. Okay. Um, Favorite exercise, Claire? You can pick anything. Does it can be what? What would you say? Uh, depends on the day, um, but probably a good kind of full body weight session, just because you can adapt it very easily to suit how you're feeling uh, in terms of mood for motivation to train. Um, you don't have to if you're going on a long run or something. It's what did I eat? When did I eat it? You know, should I eat again? Mm. But I always find weights. You can just you can just make it work on any given day. Yeah. Yeah. That that's true. very relevant over COVID, I think, as well, because people feel quite demotivated <laughs> to do anything. So it's a good way to sort of, you know, like you might think, <clears throat> oh, well, like I don't want to train upper body today. So, or, you know, or, you know, like if it's a full body, you might say, oh, well, I don't want to do squats. So I'll do lunges or whatever. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just very, um, as I say, you can't really ever use the excuse of I'm really not in the mood because you're you can just change it up to to work with how you're how you're feeling. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I think as I like that, too, what you were saying there about, about the running and then the, the food, sometimes you go out and, you know, it's like that trial and error. Sometimes you go out yeah. too soon after eating and it's exactly. terrible. And then you haven't eaten enough and you're not able to walk. You just. Yeah. 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 No, I, that's probably that's the hardest, especially. <clears throat> over lockdown with with less of a routine like you you're constantly kind of going well i've just eaten or i haven't eaten or i need to eat and you know that, that the day went by and you're thinking well i've still done nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um okay favorite tv show oh now i'm afraid boys no. anyone that knows me knows that tv shows i'm very out of date um not a big watcher of television uh the last series in its entirety that I watched was probably Breaking Bad in 2013 <clears throat> so that's how far yeah. out of I am but <laughs> actually over lockdown I watched um, 
Schitt's Creek on Netflix, which is great fun. And more recently, I watched something called Ted Lasso on Apple TV. I don't know if you know it. No, I think I heard someone talking about it on the radio this morning, but I didn't really hear what they said. Yeah, so it's a it's an American, I think, baseball coach. I don't even know what sport he, he coached in America, but he's brought into an English soccer club um, to actually run it into the ground. So the, the, the female owner wants to run the club into the ground. Um, so she brings him in because he's clueless. But it's just excellent. Great fun and, and uh, just kind of a bit of light relief, but lots of lessons in it too. He's a really kind of spirited character and there's a sort of a Roy Keane style character in the team who really doesn't take them. And it's, just, it's excellent. It's, it's a great bit of kind of turn your brain off for a half hour. Um, but that's really it. Now, I've never warmed into, you know, the 20 seasons of 10 episodes of one hour long kind of series that are on offer. Yeah. It's a big yeah, commitment. like... That that shit's creek seems to be like I haven't seen any of it at all yet. It's supposed right. to be really good. Ridiculous, but but very. I say just a bit a nice antidote to the news over lockdown because yeah, so silly. But uh, no, I definitely recommend it for a. It's like a twenty minute half hour episode and uh, very good fun. Right, noted. Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Definitely check that out. Okay, and last one. Favorite workout tune. <clears throat> Oh god! It depends on the workout, but if we're if we're sticking with the weight session team, um, and I I'm in charge of the music, and I'm not trying to cater for a lot of needs, uh, probably probably something pretty like early Biffy Tyro, like the Captain or Golden Rule, or oh, yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. such thing as a jaggy snake, maybe. Yeah, belters. That'll get you like going, a bit. Yeah. You like a bit of Biffy Clyro, James. Um. I know some of their songs. It, I know why you're saying that because it seems like a band I'd like, but I actually don't yeah. know too much of their stuff now. Now, yeah, yeah and there's a there's a, a difference between being a Matt Cardle Biffy Clyro fan, you know, X Factor, yeah. and and being a Biffy Clyro. But uh, yeah, no, definitely yeah. I, there are your stuff more so, but um, yeah, something like that along those lines. Yeah, I think they're earlier. Yeah, I like their earlier stuff. Like that's not yeah. to say their their newer stuff is crap or anything like that. But just no. their earlier stuff is it's, it's just a bit heavier or something. I like it. Yeah, know? well, I suppose they they weren't they were trying to make it, but they got to a stage then where they were nearly mainstream and they had to cater a bit for that. So yeah, their their earlier stuff and maybe their more recent is a bit more true. I'd say to their own actual style. You know, the record labels to please and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, it was like somebody said to me the other day about Kings of Leon because I had it on here in work. <clears throat> and somebody said to me, You like Kings of Leon, Ferg? And I was all like, Well, I was like, Yeah. And they were like, I used to like them too. But then then your man got sober and sorted out all his problems and now they're shit. <laughs> I was like, I no, kind of thought no. about it first. Yeah, I kind of thought about it for a second. I was like, Well, I suppose you can really tell that they're just not the same as they were before. Like, it's so weird. I uh, an interview with uh, Caleb, he's the front man, Caleb Follower recently, and yeah. he said, I don't know if he's just trying to plumb us, but he said that 2013 Slain was in his most favourite concert ever. Right, right. And I'm, I choose a... to believe that. I was there and I choose to believe it. Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah, because because there's a lot, like, you know, you think back and there was some unbelievable Slain gigs, like, I, I unfortunately, hopefully it'll happen, but I unfortunately have never been in Slain, but like, there was like, um, I can't remember what year it was that the Chilies were there, the Red Hot Chilies yeah. were there, and I've watched that that live concert uh, about a million times and it's unreal, yeah. like, it's just savage. 
Yeah, and it's coming spot, back yeah. supposedly next year. Is it next year? They're doing two gigs in it. Yeah. Oh my god. We'll be there right. for bringing the, to- bringing the better athlete podcast to slay. Fucking will. Oh my god, could you imagine? Do it live, James. Oh, yeah. oh, it'd be unreal. Lads, absolutely you, loaded. Yeah. You don't you don't want to see that live. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it'd be unreal. I'm gonna make a note of that now yeah. and we're gonna talk about that, James. Yeah. We're gonna discuss that. And, and if you could offer a ticket to every person <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll do a mini bus. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do a mini. Oh, make a total. Oh, yeah, it'd be yeah. unreal. Be unreal. Wouldn't it be lovely? Oh, my God. Thanks, <laughs> sake, sure. We'd have to go to America and Australia and everything. Let's yeah. just do a whole tour. Yeah. A whole fucking tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, Claire, how I know, like, obviously, look at, you know, uh, the way everything has been. And um, I suppose everybody has kind of been doing their thing and waiting and hoping to get back into things and waiting for dates to come out and all that but how has the how have you found the pandemic like we'll say you know trying to stay on top of training and and motivation and that how have you found that yeah i suppose um initial lockdown was um okay you there was a sense that we weren't going anywhere fast for the first couple of months so you weren't feeling under too much pressure. Like we did continue to train and that. Um, and then once it opened up in June, like you, you were back at it. So so overall, the kind of initial lockdown wasn't too bad, I didn't find. Um, and I suppose that, you know, the weather was good. We were very lucky in, in that way. But I did find the last one, like January, February, you, it was tough now because you just thought, what, what are we training for? And I found, you know, going out to do the sessions, you did them, but... You were doing them just to say you did them rather than to maybe to try and improve and and then I kind of just started to look at it more as that I was training for you know general fitness and and life and that actually turned it totally um back on its head again and I was feeling motivated to do it so it's hard to know because sometimes you know you think well you've, your motivation is football but when you didn't have any clue when football was returning I kind of had to turn it into this is for me, this isn't for my football or my football team, you know, so that actually helped me, I don't know um, how, I think lots of girls thought the same, like you had to sort of think this is this is just good for me to do every week, uh, rather than this will be good for a match I might have in summer. Yeah, like I think, I definitely think there, like you, you kind of, that, that's an interesting one that you kind of touched on there is that you actually turned it around for yourself by kind of not actually thinking about that yes. you were training for the outcome of football more. So you were like, yeah. well, I'm just going to train for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, we'll say, have you, did you guys end up with, you know, like everybody had their their training plans and their training programs and, you know, had, had things going on like that. Did you find like that, we'll say, mindset-wise, you know, I know you were saying you kind of changed it and thought about training for yourself and that, but did you still kind of feel like you were able to kind of tap into things and you had a good bit, little bit of hope left there that, you know, you're kind of still thinking down the line. Yeah. Okay. Right. We're still going to be gearing up here. I'm going to hit the ground running. And. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. Like, you know, well, as I say, January, February, you're thinking surely there'll be some football play, you know? Um, so yeah, definitely. Like it wasn't a total, um, I wasn't thinking of retiring or anything like that. No. But um, <laughs> I, I know there's, there are, and like when you're involved in a team, Sport, like there's 
always a bit of an extrinsic motivation there that you want to do this because you want to be better for your teammates. So, you know, if you're struggling with your own motivation personally, I think that's the joy of being involved in a team because you think, well, I don't want to be the person that's letting my teammate down when the time comes or I want to be the person who's, you know, encouraging somebody else maybe. So, as I say, that's the plus of a team sport at times like this. You couldn't collectively train, but you always thought of someone on a day that you were feeling demotivated that you wanted to kind of get out for or, you know, just kind of honour the, the bond that you have with them. Yeah. And And was it like... <laughs> Because when we had Jason McLaughlin on, he was um, speaking about the fact that the lockdown, the first lockdown worked really well in his favor because he was he had an injury and it meant he could get back uh, quicker and, you know, hit the ground running when championship came along. Were, were there any, you know, were there any pluses you took from the lockdown in terms of maybe you felt you know, maybe I could improve here. So I worked on that. Was was there any way you looked at it that way? Yeah, well, I I was going to become a, a yogi there for a long time um, in the first lockdown because I was flat out. Um, you know, doing yoga, I suppose, um, is something that you should I should probably do all the time. But it definitely, yeah, I definitely worked on flexibility and mobility over the summer. Um, I don't know if it necessarily helped my football ultimately, but... It was nice to kind of have the time to to step back and, and work on those kind of smaller things. Um, because usually your week is very much already planned out for you. And anything extra you do, you're constantly questioning kind of, should I have done that? Maybe that's affected my training, you know, as a result. So, yeah, yoga and uh, I learned how to do a headstand. So um, that's as as far as my yoga went. But, yeah, definitely I, I did work on a bit of flexibility and mobility. Um in a way that I just probably wouldn't have found time for otherwise. Because, you know, it's it's funny, like, because, you know, talking to people actually, like, and, and because of lockdown and you kind of like, for, you know, people actually have, a lot of people I've spoken to have said that they felt like lockdown and training kind of on your own kind of gave them a chance to almost maybe um, kind of, I, I suppose, like get more in tune with their body, like, because they were training on their own, they were able to actually listen to it a bit more yeah. and a bit better. Because I, I remember some, I can't remember who it was now, said to me, they were like, you know, sometimes in training, you're just fucking go, like, and it's go, and it's going. You're a bit tight, but you just go on. You kind of don't really listen to anything. You get home, you go to bed, and you repeat and go on and so forth. And they were just saying that they felt like lockdown had really given them a chance to actually get back in touch with things like that. Did you kind of feel like that was something that? Yeah, well, like, I suppose I've, I've always been very lucky with injuries, so it's not something that when I, I think back on football that I'm thinking, oh, you know, I was always trying to just get through a training. But but I'll, of course there's times every year that you're thinking, you know, I probably shouldn't train tonight. I really want to train tonight, so you just do. Um, whereas, yeah, you know, you could look at your week in lockdown and think, right, I have these three or four sessions to do that I have to get done, but I can do them morning, evening, whenever suits. I can you know, go off on a big long cycle. Like there's just things that you think, you know, I, I always find that before a match on a Sunday, you know, Saturday's kind of your day off work. And just as the years have gone on, you, you fi- feel more obliged to mind yourself on a Saturday than you might have. So you're like, oh, I don't know if we should do that. And I know, you know, any of the activities that we're doing 
probably wouldn't affect it. But if you have a bad day then on the Sunday, you're thinking, oh, should I was stupid going off doing what you did, like hiking up the mountain or going off surfing. I remember <clears throat> one time I went on a big spree of surfing one Saturday and it didn't serve me too well. I didn't have a match. It was only training, but <laughs> I was in bits the next day. And, uh, you know, you mind yourself a bit more. So I suppose there was a little bit of freedom in the fact that you can plan your whole week in terms of your training. And like you said, Fergal, like, you know, maybe if you're feeling a bit tight, you'd say, well, I won't do that today. I'll do this instead. So definitely easier to adapt your, your week to kind of suit how your body was feeling, I suppose. Yeah. Suppose you're in charge, like, whereas when you're part of the team, you know, you just follow the instructions of the, the whole group, whereas it's probably a little bit more individualized when you're on your own because you're you're the one in charge rather than a manager who has to, you know, make it for 30 plus girls, you know, in a squad. So it's um, it's like that. But like you started your county career extremely young and... Yeah. You know, like so, you're you're only early thirties now. So, but you've been going since two thousand and six, was it? Did you first start? Playing? Yeah, yeah. Like two thousand six, I started. Um, yeah, I don't know, really. Sure, you don't at the time. You don't really think about it. Um, I probably, yeah, played in two thousand six. Had a great run of it. Um, I we got to the, the All Ireland final that year. And I didn't feature actually, as it turned out. Like I suppose. I played all year. We got to a league final. Um, we got to, as I say, the All-Ireland final. But as the year went on that year, I kind of did start thinking, God, what am I actually doing on the starting team? Uh, you know, having only just began. And um, as I say, ultimately, I didn't end up featuring in, in the tail end of the year. But great experience. Um, and what I kind of love about how long I've played county uh, in ways is I really have seen, like I played with a lot of girls who were at the end of their career when I was 16 and now that's me. Um, so I really kind of, I, I've spanned the generation in ways of, of girls who are finishing and now girls who are just starting, let's say the last couple of years. Yeah. And like, I I remember that day so well, uh, that day, the, the All-Ireland final, because it was, wasn't it before that famous Mayo-Dublin game? I think it was, was it? Possibly, yeah. I, I think know. it was because we were, I was Leitrim under 14s or something and we went up for the day and uh, like we would never have went to that game only uh, like because we were part of that group and we got to see you playing as well. So um, that, that was great. But um, as the years have gone on, like, because I always think of, you know, player, like say soccer players who start their career very, very young at the adult level, when it gets to uh, like their late 20s, sometimes they kind of fade away because it's just the toll of training for that long. Over the years, has there been any strategies you've kind of used to kind of help maybe with the years of sort of training load or anything that you found useful for yourself? Uh, do you mean um, like to, psychologically to keep... or physically on, on the body? Physically more so, yeah. No, um no real strategies to be honest because no but it's not like it has never um 
it never has taken its toll like now, psychologically then again, in terms probably will start playing no, like so say, long been, um, all has been extremely lucky with it always just try and, and mix up that you know, um, you're playing football you're playing football I suppose just try and throw in I've always been very active like, and you know, played rugby for a couple of years in that sense Dublin, football was never brilliant because really, again uh, kind of you know the, the, there was never a burden of the kept the whole thing fresh really and then as well you know I'm just trying to kind of Varied the thing always kind that. of um, it's not just you know what football is because the rest of that psychologically you know, would be hard to but I, I would very much uh, yourself 100% present in so yeah I'd say just be aware of the fact that don't be afraid to kind of vary the thing training is um, probably worse can. than not enough in a way do you know what yeah because like, like there's nothing I, I do always think as well like I think me and I think we actually talked about that James before that we were kind of saying sometimes when like if you're you know your sport based side of things whatever it might be football or rugby that sometimes when you do something outside of that when you do you know when you have a chance like whether it's on a weekend or whatever it completely like almost just clear you know gives you a nice fresh mind mindset because you know you're you're so focused on on those things that type of training for that type of sport and then you just throw in something else a little easy going you know and maybe it's not going to take as much focus and you kind of get a little bit more freedom out of it kind of freshens it up an awful lot for you absolutely like I I ended up in actual contact rugby but I started off just kind of been the sub on a few different tag rugby teams because it, it if it suited up an evening but I remember when I, you know, people in land to play tag rugby like five minutes before the match and there'd be no discussion about how the game was going to go down. People just played. And for a while that used to kind of wreck my head. You'd think, there's nobody, are we, like, who's playing? And people would like wander off, someone else wander on. You know, as I say, for a while that kind of, it was a little bit frustrating, but then you just, you came to kind of enjoy that actually element of like, God, these people really do not care about this match. They are just here to get some exercise. Um, but then I, I, I will say I was glad to kind of move on to actual contact rugby too, where then that's a whole other level of strategy and and thought, you know, compar- in, even in comparison to football. Sounds yeah, like, like a junior match. I was just going to say, I was just about to say it. I was like, I was just thinking, I remember coming to a junior game once and being like, what sort of nonsense is this? I was like, what a waste. And then all of a sudden you're fucking in the take of it and you're having the best, you have the time of your life. It's great. Yeah, that's it. Like, And as I say, a breath of fresh air that your people are kind of going, I'm not going to think about this match tomorrow. It's done in these 20 minutes. And, and they really, that was their attitude, you know, and there's, you know, lots to be said for it as well. Like, and something like tag rugby or maybe junior football, I don't know, um, is great because not everybody wants to take their chosen sport really, really seriously, and and that should be fine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I, I remember, I remember saying that to somebody before they were talking about a few, a few players in their clubs, and they were like, as far as I'm concerned, there's there's a few ones there now, and they they want to have their couple of pints of a Friday night, and that's it on a championship game on a Sunday. And I said, well, sure, look, I said that's the case, like that's yeah. it, that's the way they want to do it, like so you have to allow that too, like so yeah, yeah and especially and I, in rural areas where there's you know if there's not many other sports on offer like there has to be space for that because there, there isn't much else for that particular person to, to maybe do and i suppose like do you think claire like because of the lockdown last year and then like the return of the club football for me was just it was such a breath of fresh air after everything that went on like do you think 2020 kind of emphasized you know how important the club game is in the community Massive. In every way, it was unbelievable. First of all, you 
you realise that, you know, you took, you know, like in, on a typical club team, you could have girls from, or, or any players from the age of 16 to <clears throat> 30 plus. And, you know, you kind of think, oh, well, I don't have much to do with this player, that player, they're so much younger than me. But you kind of like, I still miss, like I miss the crack with them. And, you know, you don't realise kind of like maybe how much of a, a little kind of family a team is. And then, when it got to matches that supporters couldn't come to, that was when it really hit you, like how much of a community effort the whole thing is. And you nearly felt a little bit kind of guilty heading off to a match, knowing that everyone was waiting at home, mad to hear how the match went and, and couldn't come to support you. So definitely, I think um, there will be a, a new appreciation of everything that a, a club football team has to offer its community and vice versa. Like it's symbiotic, I suppose. I definitely think as well, like, you know, sometimes, um, like for the, for league games and things like that, you know, like sometimes I think maybe people are like, ah, you know, it's whatever evening it is on and like, I'm not going to, I think all that's going to be so different now because people won't have been able to go for so long. And, and, you know, like, as you said, maybe like at times we maybe took it a bit for granted, like that, ah, yeah. sure, I won't, I won't go, like, sure, I'll just, I'll maybe go next week or whatever. I think, I hope that there, I just hope it gives a, a a totally new injection to the club scene, like for league and champo now. Yeah, I'd, I'd say it will. I, 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 like you say, I hope so, but I, I think it probably will. Yeah, and and you know, like actually, just something there now that you were saying, with like you were saying, you know, what 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 a, like a a family like the 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 team is and all of that. You've been you've been captain of your own club, and you've been you've been captain at county level as well. Like what? like in your terms like we're saying there about young players coming through and different bits and pieces like for you loads of experience playing playing club level playing county level like how what do you think is important for a senior player or or like a I suppose like a captain even on a, of a team that's that's I suppose good to kind of maybe just be for the younger players coming up? Like, would you kind of make, for players, younger players coming into a squad, would you kind of make a little bit of time and and chat to them a bit and and kind of make them feel a bit at home? And Yeah, like, I, it's one of those things where, you know, if you're, if you're chosen as captain, you know, you generally don't maybe see the things in yourself that other people see in you. So um, I'm not sure I can identify the the reasons why I might have been chosen but um anyway even not even being captain just just being someone who's around the team a long time yeah I suppose it's a tricky one because you don't want to pressure a young girl as let's say a club level where your name you know would be known I'm not saying at, at county it necessarily would be but at club level you don't want to pressure a young girl by thinking right Claire Owens seems to be you know really honing in on me here and checking in on me every training session so it's a, it's a kind of a fine balance of letting them know that you're approachable, letting them know that you are just another player. Like if, but the fact that you've been around for so long should mean nothing. Um, and just that they might, there's something that they might see in you that they aspire to um, bring into their own game or, yeah, but probably being approachable is the biggest thing. Like I say, like we are all only human. And if there are any kind of, fears around a young girl joining a senior panel, you want to do your best just to get rid of those as much as possible and make them feel as comfortable to perform and to participate as they can. I suppose, it can it's, be... Go on, I suppose it's just a bit like, um, rather than 
sitting them down and having those conversations. It's nearly by your mere actions, you're kind of showing how to sort of carry yourself and how the younger players should maybe aspire to carry themselves. Yeah, and I think um, you know we've all we've all benefited from that. Um, so you do more and more. The older you get, it, it probably becomes less about your own game or what you're getting out of it, um, and more about you know it's it's maybe a little bit of your chance to give back to your club or your county team because as I say, like you know, I can remember a few of the older girls at county level when I started in 2006. Just you know just been brilliant like I, I won't name names and I won't um, give major examples but just tiny things uh, that they'd say to you or kind of just check in with you and yeah it just means that maybe now it's like I say it's, it's my turn to pass a few bits on if I can and just to support them kind of as as best as possible because they, they are the future of our club of our county. Because I think as well, you know, when you're coming in and you're at that age, you know, like I suppose you're, <clears throat> we're all impressionable, you know. So as you said, it's a fine line and it's not really, maybe you're not trying to do too much or too little. You're just trying to have it right so that that so that the younger the younger players can approach you and say, you know, what do you think about this? Could I do that? You know, and, and I think okay. as well, sometimes... Sometimes when you're at that age too, you kind of the I don't know now. This was me coming in, but you kind of put the older players like you know on a massive pedestal, and you're kind of there, like, and you come in and you're younger, and it's it's just a sort of a kind of a it's a weird time as well, you know, like because it's it's a hard time to kind of you're maybe still honing your skills as well. Because I know we talked about that before and how we were saying about it's a great thing to watch young players coming in because they play with such just total abandonment. They just throw the kitchen sink at it and it's unreal. Yeah, it is. And and it's, as I say, you're, that, that like sense of playing with abandonment is, um, you, you'd love people to keep a little bit of that. Like, again, we've discussed this warfare, kind of you, as you grow, then you become way more conservative and like, well, that might be cool to do, but I shouldn't do that way. This way. And, that's the lovely thing again about having played for so long that, you know, obviously at this age, I uh, I am the player who make the sensible choice in a given match, but it gives space then for those younger girls to play with a bit of abandonment, to try things that maybe won't work out, but that's where the learning is. So I'll, I, you'll never discourage a player from trying something because like that's where the real enjoyment is, number one, and they won't really learn by kind of playing within themselves and hoping they always do the right thing. Sometimes they will just have to try something and, and see if it comes off. And when it does come off, like that's where the magic happens, you know? That's it. And have you seen like over the years, a kind of change in culture in the changing room, you know, from say 2006 up to, to nowadays, especially with the likes of social media now and everything, has there been a kind of a, just a kind of a change yeah well, like the same as i'm sure you've all noticed um yeah it is probably a bit different like the you know after a after a final and and you win and it's there's selfies been taken left right center and there's you know posted on social media and you know i know myself um we won our first senior county title in 2012 and it was played on a monday night under lights in clune because I forget there was some delay with the final been able to be played. So that's when it happened, October uh, 2012. And I had, was doing my dip and teaching at the time in Dublin. And I came down for the match, played the match, back into the car, back to Dublin. 
And it's something that at the time I probably like I probably could have spoken to my principal and said, look, I have this match, but I didn't. Um and I suppose there was a lack of opportunity there to savor the atmosphere. And uh, I remember in 2017 again, we were a long time waiting for it. And in 2017, it was a replay. And I remember thinking, ah, oh, starting to rain, we get off the pitch. But we didn't. We kind of just did that bit longer. And I, I'll remember that because we did take the chance to kind of really be present in the moment of we've, we've done it. So, yeah, definitely a bit of a shift in culture. But I mean, younger people will say that, you know, you just don't get it. This is where it's at nowadays. So I don't know if it's the lessening of the enjoyment, but um, definitely has changed. Yeah. Yeah, like that. That kind of leads me kind of nicely on to like that. That, that kind of next question I want to ask you was like, <clears throat> like that great run that you had at club level, like with the with the county titles. Um, how how did you see that? Like, was that was that kind of a culmination of just like you, you ended up with like, and you still do, like you still have this great sort of underage level coming through girls, you know, there's great girls coming through all the time. But did you feel like that kind of, that kind of back-to-back titles was, was kind of in the making all the way up to it happening? Was it kind of a, you know? I don't know. I don't know if if you read up on our, our history, but like we, one intermediate in 2009, and we have been in every final bar 2015 and 2020 since that. So, like, that's nine final appearances in 11 years. Um, so, 20, when we finally did the 2017, 18, 19, like, the three in a row, um, it pro- they probably weren't our best years um, in terms of, you know... W- the finals like we played in finals that we lost and there were like knockout matches that you'll remember forever um you know we we lost we lost finals we we went to replays and we lost um we were very naive obviously back like in 2010 i was what age 21 i was young like and we were all mad to play but um probably just a bit naive and then we got into a bad run of kind of losing we won in 2012 but then we lost 13 and 14 we lost 16 so by the time 2017 came around, yeah, there was a sense of like, when, like, is this going to happen? When is it going to happen? Um, but when we won, we, went, we drew with Drummond Hare and, and we went to a replay. And that game was in the absolute melting pot, as the, the cliche goes, for, for the whole match. Like, I forget what was in it at the end, but it was like a humdinger of a, of a replay. And we won. Um and I suppose it was a little bit of kind of monkey off the back then, in because that was 2017. We, we lost a lot since we won in 2012. And yeah, 2018-19 then, maybe we were just kind of on a bit of a crest of a wave. And uh, I don't know really kind of how we managed it, because as I say, we, we had lost a lot. But, you know, the team had changed too. So thankfully, there were a lot of girls. Like, I'm one of a few who were around for every single one of those finals. There were girls in, in 17, 18, 19 who were kind of going, oh, have you won much or lost much? Like, they, it wasn't a thing for them. Like, they weren't thinking, you know, history is weighing heavy on us here. They just wanted to play football. So that was a good thing, I think, because because the personnel on the team changed so much. We never got too bogged down in we have lost X amount of finals. We were, to be honest, like, the consistency there is something I'm very proud of for our club. Um, you could look at it as, well, you've only won four of them, but... To be in nine of 11 finals in the last, like, it's, 
I, I see it as an achievement or success on some level. I think in, in ladies football, it's particularly impressive to do something like that um, because, you know, the dropout rate would be a little bit higher than it would be with, with men's football. So it's, it just shows with men's football, you might have a similar group, whereas it's going to like from 2012 to 2017 or 18, it's going to be nearly a completely different setup. So it, it just shows Absolutely. that there's kind of a conveyor belt. Absolutely. And, and uh, when I think of the, our senior final that team that appeared in 2010, um, versus the team that took to the field in 2019. Like, they were very, very different teams. And uh, like you say, James, there probably is uh, a higher turnover of, turnover of players in ladies' football than there might be in men's. So, yeah, again, you know, there was never any... Like, we've, we have had some serious players, you know, that have only maybe played for the club for a year or two in, in, in my time playing football. And you kind of think, how are we going to manage without them? But... You know, there wasn't really much kind of hanging around going, oh, what do we do without them? In the same way, like, like nobody's indispensable. Like, in the same way that if I stop playing, like, you know, someone else takes your spot and you carry on. And there's not much point in dwelling on, oh, she's retired, oh, she's moved, she's done this. You get on with it. So, yeah, definitely, um, as I say, something that I think the, the kind of executive or the the club should be very proud of that um, we've managed to stay kind of relevant and, and very consistent, albeit, you know, we lost more finals than we wanted, but um, that's just, that's part of, of playing sport. Yeah. Because like, I suppose like the, the wins, the wins take precedence, you know, like putting the back to backs there, but like when you say that, I mean, like it's unreal to be, to be, as man says, to have your foot in the door for that length of time is absolutely unreal. I actually think, was that game against Roma here in Park Sean? Was that replay in Park Sean? The, the first game was in Park Sean. The replay was in Bornacula. Yeah, it's, uh, as I say, it's, it's not, um, it's, it's not necessarily something that I, I were proud of as in, you know, but as on the whole, I think we managed to win enough times to kind of ba- balance it out um, and, just yeah to be there like you know nothing beats being there and would I choose to not compete in the final if I knew I was going to lose it no you'd still compete because that's where you want to be any year you start out like I think as well probably a lot of it comes down to like I I know you were saying like the personnel like had changed as the as the years went on but it's that it's like the, that old saying, like, and I know, like, it's it's people are like, oh, geez, but like, you know, you have to you have to maybe lose a few to win a few because, like, you know, whoever is around, and maybe maybe the personnel does change, but maybe there's like four or five still there, you know, like all the way through, and sometimes in the spine of a team that can be enough you know that experience with those players still carrying on there can be can make such a difference because you know when it's in the melting pot as you said. It comes to such tiny margins, tiny, and you might look back at the game afterwards, you know, and you're looking at the video of it, and you're like, "Christ above, if that pass hadn't come off, you know, yeah. or whatever it might be, you know." Oh, absolutely, and particularly, you know, as I say, some of them maybe that we won. Then you're thinking, how, you know, I, I think, you know, every every team has its um kind of has its day because we we did some things better in finals that we lost than in finals that we won. So as I say, you, you could you could sit all, all day to figure out those little fine margins, like you say, but um yeah, it's brilliant. Like even talking about it now, you, like you can I can still 
pick out little moments in those finals that got us over the line. But yeah, yeah, maybe they wouldn't have on another day. Like you just never know. Yeah. And and what do you, how do you feel the the shape of Leitrim ladies football? I suppose both the county and club level is at the moment because I remember going to so it wouldn't have been 2020, but I went to a few of the few of the St. Francis games in 2019. And I remember they played Ballinamore and Drumshambo one day. And the standard of that game was unbelievable. Um, so to me, like, it seems like it's in a great place at the moment. Your, what would be your opinion? I suppose you're in the thick of it, I suppose. Yeah, well, the, I suppose senior, um, you know, if you're talking early 2000s, kind of right up 2010, the senior really, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but really involved Clun and, and Awillan. In, in senior level and, and they played each other in a, in a game a final every year and, and that was really it and then um, you know th- like when you think of the senior which is the one I have the most experience of like the senior championship this year we're not even like let's not count COVID but in the last decade like the competition has been huge and when you even think of the, all the finals we've lost they've been to different teams and you know it hasn't been oh yeah predictable the same few like any year you you start out, it's not really just one or two teams you're worrying about. There's every team kind of has the potential to to get get on really well that year. So yeah, I think um, at club level the the standard is good. There's you know a good structure in place. Like I think the county board did very well last year, given the circumstances to run the championship in the way they did. The, like girls got a lot of football considering the restrictions that we'd had for so long. Um, and I think they do they do appreciate that if a girl is going to commit to training for their club for X amount of months in the year, that they should, you know, benefit from a fair few matches. So yeah, I think standard um, in that sense is very good. And then on a county level, you know, it, COVID couldn't have came at a worse time for us really because um, we had just secured a very um, capable manager in, in Hugh Donnelly and we've been a bit hamstrung I suppose by uh, COVID in terms of how much he could do with us but I do think that the future is bright and um, he's very invested in the setup and if we can just get a decent run at it now I would be uh, very hopeful for what Leitrim ladies might achieve in the coming years. Yeah because like I think as well you know like and you hit the nail on the head there like I mean the 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 senior club games are so they're so competitive like like I honestly God like I definitely think like when you go to games and that, it's just, there's, I mean, it's as good as anything. It's as good as any game you'll go to, any any men's senior game, intermediate game you'll go to. It's, it's, it's as good and if not better as well. And like, I, I think as well, like going on, like seeing like highlights from different bits and pieces here and there and um, some of the county games that you've played as well. Like, I d- definitely think that there seems to be as well, like, would you say that there's maybe like, is there like more of, do you think there's more of a want now with younger players coming up that they want to play senior, like Elitrum senior football? Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I, it's like anything, like pe- people will only buy into a setup if they feel they're, you know, that it's going places. Like, and that's natural enough. And obviously, you know, we had a, we had a bad run of um, county, like, we had no team in 2018, like we, we didn't compete at county level um, in, in league or championship. And, 
or we might have played a, maybe a league match or two, but we, we didn't feel the team, which is huge. Like it's a it's a major decision for a, a county team to bow out and say, yeah, we can't do it. And you know it has repercussions. We we wound up back down in Division Four then as a result, and and a year like that, you're thinking. <laughs> Will we come back with this? Are we forever destined to not feel teams? But um, so, oh, what can you do except kind of dust yourself off and try and go again? And yeah, like definitely, as I say, twenty end of 2019, we um, knew in October who our manager was going to be. And that's huge. Like if, if, you're, if girls are waiting until January, February to know, January, to know who the manager is and, and what they're about, Plenty of girls would already have made different plans for themselves and you're then asking them to roll back on them. So I think having the structures in place early on pre-season is, is huge. Yeah, like uh, that's what I was saying. Like I'm talking to like a lot of the girls as well. It sounds like there's, as you said there, like it sounds like there's a real good solid setup at county level now you know there's everything seems really well like any of the girls I've spoken that are involved it seems like it's so well laid out and there's been a couple of times I've actually passed you like with the lads have been training and you've been going out in the same morning past and it just everything just looks really good and clean and cut like everything has its place and you're running through your drills and it's just so good to see as well because obviously as well looking out and seeing girls training girls are obviously enjoying it Oh, absolutely, yeah. And make sure people, you know, that's the difference in kind of, you know, a county setup doesn't suit every club player. Like, they might not want to com- compete at county level, but there's also the thing of, am I prepared to commit this much time? If you if you are one of those people, then you want to be pushed to your max. Like, you're, you're not playing county football to say, ah, oh, sure, it's good, I'll crack. Like, you're playing it because you are expecting a higher level of... of Everything, like I say, commitment, what's expected from you is going to be higher. So definitely anyone who's coming out to county wants to be pushed to their max and wants the setup to be there for them to kind of to thrive in it. And yeah, we definitely have that now. As I say, it's just just a matter of being actually physically able to get back onto a pitch together. Yeah, there's no point going from playing senior club football to a setup that's the equivalent of junior club football. You know, it needs to be... Uh, up a level and um you know if you're if you're if you have aspirations of playing for your county you're obviously of that mindset where you want to you know progress and do more so um yeah yeah that 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 all makes sense and it sounds sounds to me anyway that that you seem to have that at the moment i suppose like i just kind of wanted to finish up and just kind of ask you where i suppose you see Leitrim ladies football going like in in the next we'll say jeez when we get out of this pandemic and things get going but like I suppose like yeah like like are you are you seeing good things coming down the line with the way things are at the moment and everything that's in place county level and oh absolutely yeah like you know I suppose things can can change very quickly in a given year but um definitely I think in terms of like development, there is a greater awareness of the need for that earlier in um, a player's um, career, let's say, you know, at underage level. And yeah, I think, you know, it takes a lot of effort. Like it's not, it's not something that just happens, but I would love to see, generally speaking on, on a wider, I suppose, LGFA nationwide level, I would love to see, um, more female coaches and more female players 
staying in the game in some capacity. Now, you know, people with women go off and, and have children, it's not always feasible, but I definitely think there's a wasted opportunity in in a way that you don't see it in men's. Like men's football generally, a player will do some level of coaching um once they finish playing, whereas we probably need to do a little bit more to make it more accessible for like seriously talented female players who could pass on so much knowledge and just by the way they kind of carry themselves and go about their business could be so inspirational and we probably need to do a little bit more just to keep them in the game. Like I'd love to see that. And do you think that's something that do you think that's something that you would you be interested in doing something like that down the line? Do you think coaches yeah, like, be interested? No, I do feel um as I say, like there's just there's so much that a player with experience at county level could give um, to a new batch. But I, the other thing is, I don't know because I'm still playing, but there could be a feeling when you finish playing football at uh, county or, or even club level that you need a bit of a break from. You have to separate me playing with this team versus me helping this team out. And that probably is difficult. So I do maybe understand why someone might take a step back from it to give that bit of distance and then maybe not step back in like because it's obviously very different and um, I've only ever coached under age like so I don't know but you might kind of feel like maybe I can give it another year so you probably need to give yourself that bit of distance I don't know it is interesting yeah. though that like the the like what 99% of uh, female football team coaches are actually male and you know it, if you're not, if you've never been within a female, there's obviously a different culture within a, a female dressing room as there would be to a male, and um, so like it, you know you would be adding that that sort of different perspective, you know like a male has never been part of that that setup, so um, it would be great to see more female coaches involved in the game. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And as I say, you just think of players that you know that even that you've played against from other counties and you know, you look at them and think, I'd love to have played football with you. And, you know, there, there's a way, like I'm thinking of a, a girl who used to play for Longford, Sharon Tracy, like she, you know, just, she's one of those players that you watched her in opposition and thought, I'd love to be your teammate. Like, I'd, I'd love to play with you. And, you know, by, uh, I suppose, becoming a, a coach, a player like that can, um, I suppose, share that around outside their own county, possibly, or their own club as well. So, yeah, there's, there's loads of scope there for, um, more like females involved in actual management roles like not as a oh yeah token female on the line like actually kind of in charge of the dressing room like you say James yeah and like I think as well like as you said there sometimes that maybe that that's the thing too you know that can be hard too is like if you're well you know if you're if you're maybe happen to come into a coaching role with your own club or something like that it is it's tricky like it can get very cloudy that line because as you said sometimes you might need a year or two away completely and just let 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 everything sit with you and rest with you because it is different you know you're not there in a player's capacity so your mindset has to kind of change from that player mindset to looking at things in a bigger picture looking at the team looking at individual players and things like that but I 100% agree like I Jesus it'd be great to see more female coaches coming in because it would it would totally as well it would totally freshen everything up and have a completely different approach and you know it, it, somebody's coming in there with new ideas and new thoughts on things how to do things it'd be it'd be unreal so hopefully that is something that we see more of yeah and I think we will I mean you know the whole 
much talked about 20 by 20 campaign and just the way things are going in um particularly ladies gaelic football in ireland like i think there will be more of that um but yeah it's just um trying to kind of tap into it a bit more and see what can be gained from it because there definitely is a lot to be gained from it like and and in fact, i have to say you know i've been very lucky with managers and, and trainers that i've had over the years and you know a lot of them would have loved that they'd love to have had a, a, a ladies player perspective on it you know um so i definitely think it's something that that most managers would be very open to i suppose it's it might be the case and maybe they they're already doing something like this but it might be the case where they create like a, a specialized female coaching certification not so much that it's going to be drastically different coaching females in terms of technical, you know, sort of attributes or whatever, but really that it will encourage females to actually do the certification, if that makes sense. So absolutely. Yeah. And then I suppose, you know, we could, this would be a whole other podcast, but then you're thinking in the same way that a, a male can do some coaching courses and train in either male or female team, we're probably not at the stage yet of, a female following some kind of coaching pathway and then been able to work either in a, in a female or male um, team in a, in a management capacity. So we're, we're a bit off that, but yeah, like you say, something like that to start us off. And, you know, wouldn't you love to see the day that you have a, a female manager of a male football team? Why not? Yeah. And um, just, just before we finish up, because uh, I'm, I'm interested, because I actually forgot to ask you, um, no how, because you had, you had a little bit of interest, and I sent you the links to have a look at them. So, what, what did, what did you actually make of the trail running uh, documentaries? <laughs> they sent you. Yeah, um, look at the the whole. Uh, I could see you doing it. I could see you doing it. I could see you on you on a, Um, it, like it's definitely something I know that I'll have to not have to, but I know that I'll want to replace competitive football with something else at some point and um it kind of would lend itself to your own timetable a bit more um so yeah definitely you know I've always had like a did athletics years ago and and would have an interest in it and ran an out half marathon too so it's, it's not something that I I don't think it, it'd be a big change but definitely something that I'd be keeping in mind for the post football uh, chapter of my life if if Fergal be- can become an endurance runner, anyone can. Because Fergal, <laughs> not not that he's unfit, he's very fit, but he's all speed work. He used to be with football. So if he's if he can change himself to a more slow yeah. twitch, anyone can. Well, look at yeah. I. As I say, there could be a lot to be said for it, but um, yeah, definitely. I think there's loads of um, you know, it's very hard to replace playing competitive football, but there are are lots of ways that you can kind of just shift your focus a little bit too. I suppose that's the appeal of it though, like, because it's something you can, you can do, you know, like Ricky is what age 38 or so, like, mm, yeah, you know, so like it's, that, yeah. it is, you're kind of nearly at your peak at that age. So it is, you know, it, it's appealing in that sense because you can go quite longer than you could. Yeah. It's refreshing. Like, you know, if, if you need an extra day, as you said here and there, you can take that day and then put in your session later. Whereas, you don't really have that. You don't. You don't have that luxury when it comes to training. You just turn up and and and, and do it like, and that's it. Yeah. But, but um, I think the, you know that's kind of any kind of running. You can run with someone else. You can do all that. But it's definitely hard. I would imagine to replace the kind of 
the bonds that you build and the just the crack that you have in a team sport. Like it's, you know, it's hard to kind of put your finger on it, but it's very much there. And it's something that, as I say, it's hard to find elsewhere in life, really. Like just that, like the banter, the the jokes, the slag and all of that. Yeah, like I have to say, like I think definitely anyways, like and I'm only, as man says, I'm only like a, a, a year into it now and you're looking at like the likes of Ricky and Alan and them have been doing it for, I don't even know, five or six years now. But like I would always, you know, like there's, it's amazing the things you've taken from from football though that that right. stay like even as man says like there's many a time the shit hits the fan like and you're you're not you mightn't just necessarily be in a good spot like and you're you're trying to get something done but I, I definitely think like um having like and being around people whether it's a guy's team or a girl's team definitely teaches an awful lot about you and as well as that too those people as well you're all there to 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 encourage each other you know and and uh, it definitely um i definitely think it it helps to build a, a good mindset for you you know like people believing in you and you believing in everybody else around you i definitely think it has a huge effect if you go go out on your own training Oh, definitely, yeah, and and even just the the kind of shared purpose that comes with um, you know, playing a playing a football match, like it's it, yeah. So you mightn't have your own motivation on a given day, but it's it's kind of hard not to be motivated by the people around you, you know. And then yeah. and then on a day if it's not happening for you, you know, you can kind of rely on someone else. So yeah, the the, the shared purpose is is hard to kind of um replicate maybe elsewhere, but maybe maybe I could find that solitary sports were or, or activities were more for me I don't know but we'll, as I say it's, it's hard to beat it now the feeling of just taking to the pitch with how many ever many other girls and seeing what you can do together yeah definitely I I reckon Annie is another I reckon down down the line we'll see you below and Kerry taking part in that 200k <laughs> ultra ready to ready to go oh totally totally why not it. why not <laughs> I was just okay, I was just gonna I was just gonna say, Fergal, you're a year into your running, so Ricky and Alan have been out five or six years. So you have about three years to get to twenty first in Italy in the Lavaredo. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, believe in there's you. There's no Yeah, thanks, thanks, James. Yeah, there's no pressure at all. I'll yeah. fucking take Kerry first anyways and see how that goes. <laughs> survive sixty K and then see what happens. So yeah. Look at, look at Claire. It's been absolutely unreal. Thanks a million for coming on and chatting to us. It's been brilliant. No problem at all, lads. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. And James, we'll we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah. Thanks, Claire. Bye. No bother. Thanks, James. See you later.